This podcast is a proud member of the Let's Chat Club. Find out how you can become a member by going to the website letschatpodcast.net. This podcast may contain adult language, adult situations, spoilers, and some brief nudity, so parental guidance is suggested. We have such sights to show you. After about five minutes of this movie, you're gonna wish you had ten beers. And such? And? And there are many gifts in the world and many toms as well. But I am Sancho. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Listen, Walter. And I made a great reporter out of you, Hildy, but you won't be half as good on any other paper and you know it. We're a team. That's what we are. You need me and I need you and the paper needs all of America. So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Oh well. <laughs> la di da, la di da, la la. Yeah. Welcome back to the Cinema Recall Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Cinema Recall Podcast. I'm your host, The Vern, and for the next several minutes, I'll be giving you my quick thoughts on movies that came out to theaters as well as at home. So let's not dabble on anymore. Here is in the heights, and here's a commercial for it. Once upon a time in a faraway land. It's the story of a block that was disappearing. We had to assert our dignity in small ways. Hey, y'all. Uh, good morning. In the heights, I hang my flag on this Cheers. The best days of my life. And I built my little dream here. In the Heights, rated PG-13, in theaters and on HBO Max, June 11th. All right, so In the Heights is the latest from composer Lin-Manuel Miranda. He also composed Hamilton. It was directed by John M. Chu, who directed one of the movies in the Step Up series, as well as a live-action version of Gem and the Holograms. It stars Anthony Ramos, Stephanie Barretts, Marissa Barrera, Jimmy Smits, many others, and it tells a story about this Latino community, and everyone in this town has their own dreams and aspirations. There's a man, he works at a bodega, who dreams of moving back to his childhood home. There's a woman who wants to become a fashion designer, but she's stuck working at a salon. There's another woman who moves back into town because she doesn't like the way that she's being treated by people at our school, but she feels guilty because her dad paid for the school. So everyone in this town has their own hopes and dreams. Uh, there's a lottery ticket that someone may have won, and if they win, people can made their dreams more admirable and it's a musical there's a lot of great singing and dancing a lot of great work behind the camera and i just found the whole movie to be sort of basic i mean it's a very well-made movie i mean it's got some wonderful cinematography great choreography uh and i give my props to everyone who made this movie because there are some fantastic shots in this. I find the costume designs to be great, but I just found there to be no chemistry with the characters. There's like this uh, love story that's happening with the owner of the bodega and the fashion designer that I found to be just sort of like cut and paste. There, there was no sort of like chemistry. There's a sequence where one character says to another, man, the central tension of these two characters is very strong. And I'm like, what central tension? There's no chemistry with these characters. Uh, there's also a love story between a guy who wants to become better at his business and the woman who just got back from college. And there's supposed to be a love story there. But you know what? I never really felt it. Uh, another thing in this movie, since this movie is a musical... The songs in this have to really 
impress me. You gotta do it the first two songs. And I'm sorry, the first two songs in this movie, they're just sort of passable. They don't stand out. Uh, I'm thinking about, like, Little Shop of Horrors, their main theme song, and Downtown, how both ones kind of elevates the other one. I'm also thinking about the first two songs in La La Land, how those two songs elevate each other. Uh, even, like, West Side Story, I, I'm just, I just did not feel anything from the music in this. I mean, it's very well performed, and it's very well executed, but it just, it just sounded too much like the other songs. Like, every song in this movie were basically the same type of song, at least for me. Uh, I also hate the fact, too, that this movie has a lot of great shots, but it just cuts too fast. It has some really great overhead shots, and then suddenly it just cuts to other dancers, and I found it to be really kind of annoying. I found the dancing in Climax to be better just because it was shot better. It didn't have to do, to, it didn't have to like go into a whole bunch of different cuts and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, I totally get it why people love this movie. I love the rep representation of Latino culture in this movie. I think that's really important and great. Uh, I just want it to be a better movie. So I'm going to give In the Heights out of five stars a solid two and a half stars. I do recommend seeing it in theaters because that's probably the best way to experience it. Uh, I just wish it was a little bit better. Anyways, folks, my apologies if you didn't agree with that or not, but maybe you'll agree or disagree with my next thought. Let's move on to Trella. Here's her commercial. So what's the plan? It's a world of opportunity. Keep up, Miss Stella. And I will rise. Trust me. On May 28th. <gasps> Why are you speaking? She's a homicidal maniac. Experience the beginning. The black and white ball. Won't she recognize you? Miss Stella can't go to the ball. But I know someone who can. Of Cruella de Vil. It's me. <laughs> I'm a genius. I'm better. Disney's Cruella rated PG-13 in theaters or order it on Disney Plus with premiere access May 28th. Alright, so Cruella is the latest in Disney doing live-action adaptations of the more famous villains that did it once before with Maleficent, but I think that Cruella stands far above that movie, as well as Disney's other attempts of doing adaptations of their animated classics. So Cruella stars Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, Joel Fry, Paul Walter Hauser, many others, and it tells the story of a young Estella who grows up to become the more infamous villain known as Cruella de Vil. Uh, now, I know when this movie first came out, there was a lot of naysayers, and I was one of them, because how the hell are you going to make a movie about a woman who is known for killing dogs and making her the lead? And I was saying, she better kill some dogs. I hope they don't try to, like, soften her up or do things that Disney usually does. And so I had very low expectations going into this movie. And I came out loving it. Uh, I think that Emma Stone does a really good job as the character. And I know a lot of people are going to say that this version of Cruella is not Cruella. And you know what? That's fine. There can be different versions of characters. Look at Batman. Look at Superman. Look how many different versions we have of the Joker. And I know a lot of people are going to try to unfairly compare this to the movie Joker that starred Joaquin Phoenix, but both characters and movies are widely different from each other. Uh, I love the costume designs in this movie. I love the song choices in the movie. Are some of them kind of like ones that have been used before? Yes, 
but at the same time, I don't really mind. I love the fact that this movie is PG-13, and actually a good PG-13. It's not a PG-13 movie that's trying to be PG, but actually a PG-13 movie with a lot of like dark elements in there. I love the sequence when after she does kill the Baroness's dog, they play the song from AD Pop, Now Wanna Be Your Dog. It's a cover version, but I still love it nonetheless right there. Uh, I did love the whole dynamic between Emma Thompson and Emma Stone's character. Yes, are they copying the Devil Wears Prada? Maybe, but you know what? A lot of the movies do the same thing too, but I think this movie does it actually better. I actually had a lot of fun with Cruella. I can totally predict this as being a cult movie, and I imagine in a few years people will be cosplaying as Cruella. I imagine that happening even this year for Halloween. But yeah, Cruella, it does get to be a little bit long in places. There's some parts that they cut or cut out. So out of five stars, I would give Cruella a solid four. And I saw it twice in theaters, and I will plan to see it again. And now on to my thoughts of Willy's Wonderland. Welcome to Willy's Wonderland. Spend the night cleaning Willy's Wonderland, and I will pay to have your car fixed. Deal? You are officially on staff. Let's get the hell out of here. I can't stand to hear a grown man scream. This place has a dark history. I know the bullshit story they told you. It's a lot. You're here to be a human sacrifice. <laughs> Have you been listening to a word I've been saying? He's gonna die in here, but he won't listen to me. All right, so Willy's Wonderland was directed by Kevin Lewis and it stars Nicolas Cage and a bunch of teenagers, and Nicolas Cage plays this drifter whose car is broken down, and the owner of this family entertainment center says, hey look buddy, if you spend the night cleaning up my place, this place, this Willy's Wonderland, I will fit your car for you. So Nick Cage's character says, great, I'll take the job, no problem. The only issue is, is that it's being haunted by the remains of these murderous animatronic creatures called Willy's Wonderland. And I know this movie has been compared to the Banana Splits horror movie that came out a few years ago, but I find Willy's Wonderland to be much more entertaining and much more fun. I love the fact that Nicolas Cage's character does not say one word in this entire movie. And the performance is amazing. Uh, he even said in an interview that it's basically uh, Pale Rider meets Killer Clowns from Outer Space because it has that element of a Western, you know, lone guy that comes into town, doesn't say a word, and just ends up like just kicking a whole bunch of ass when it comes to the bad guys. The only case is that the bad guys in this movie are villainous freaking animatronic creatures. Uh, it was run by a bunch of murderers and criminals, and when cops raided the place, they made a deal with the devil so that their souls could be transferred into animatronic creatures, and then each night they would come alive and they kill people. Well, then the townspeople got together and they said, hey, can you please stop killing our town folks? I'll tell you what, we'll give you a sacrifice each month if you'll stop killing our town folks. It just so happens that Nick Cage 
is the latest person that was supposed to be sacrificed, but you know what? He's not going to be sacrificed. He's going to kick a whole bunch of fucking furry ass, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, so yeah, if you ever had nightmares about the creatures that show up as pizza or Chuck E. Cheese, this is a great sort of revenge for you, because, yeah, if you're a kid being scared for those creatures, I would love a movie like this to come out. This movie would just save so many years on therapy for me and a lot of other people who are scared by those creatures and whatnot. Uh, I actually kind of love those creatures, but I can totally understand why they were scary, and I wanted to have a movie like this to show my friends who did not want to come with me for my birthday. Or maybe they just didn't want to come with me because they didn't like me for my birthday. Oh, great. Now I got to go to therapy again. All right, folks. That's going to wrap up my episodes here at Cinema Recall. Uh, we'll be back one more time in June for another special little episode. And then Cinema Recall is going on hiatus. We're going on hiatus for most of July gonna come back in probably early or mid-August. Uh, right now I needed to take a break with a few things and just need to prioritize things right now. Uh, but here's a big thing folks, right now I need your help. Right now I am on the LAM site, the large association of movie blogs. They're doing their monthly movie of the month that they do for July and I have picked 2000's Ginger Snaps. Starring Catherine Isabel, Emily Perkins, directed by John Fawcett, written by Karen Walton. This is a wonderful movie about sisterhood and about uh, not being afraid of being a, a woman. You know, this is basically a, a woman powerful film. It was written by a woman, may have been directed by a man, uh, but it's a wonderful story about two sisters. Uh, one of them's turned into werewolf. I think it's even better than American Werewolf in London. So if you go to largeassmovieblogs.com and you go to their movie of the month for July, there is the option there. It's uh, Ginger Snap, Cinema Recall. Please vote. I would really, really, greatly appreciate that. And before I go, I need to give a quick shout out to our wonderful Patreon subscribers. Again, that site is patreon.com slash cinema recall pod. So no special order. I want to thank Jeanette Miller-Mittenham from ATA Jeanette. I want to thank Matt and Ashley from Matchley at the Movies. I want to thank Jason Soto from Whatever with Jason Soto. I want to thank Danny Roberts, formerly of Kitchen's Kiss, now of Videorama Pod. And I want to thank Chris Revel of Let's Chat with Chris Revel. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, please follow us on all the Twitter spear at cinema underscore recall, as well as uh, Facebook and Instagram, Cinema Recall Pod. Don't forget about our website, cinemarecall.net. Join our Facebook group, which is called Crack. Cinema Recalls Awesome Cinematic Club with a K. We have a bunch of great posts from other people. And that's going to wrap up everything right now. So thank you very much for listening. And I will see you next week. Goodbye. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com.